Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Today we are going to continue our journey, our exploration of locked hands. You're going to discover traditional locked hands approach for the half-diminished sound. And you're going to learn how to harmonize half-diminished scales and arpeggios using traditional locked hands. And you are going to play traditional locked hands for the half-diminished sound from the root through the seventh of the sound using scale motion and from the root through the thirteenth of the half-diminished sound using arpeggio motion. So as I always like to say, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even if you consider yourself a seasoned and experienced professional, you will find this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring the traditional locked hands voicings for the half-diminished sound to be very beneficial. As always, I want to take a couple minutes here at the beginning of this podcast episode to personally invite all new listeners to the Jazz Piano Skills podcast. All you new listeners, I want to invite you to become a Jazz Piano Skills member. Simply visit jazzpianoskills.com to learn more about the abundance of jazz educational resources, materials, and services that are available for you to use when studying and practicing jazz piano. For example, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have access to all of the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs that I develop and I produce for every weekly podcast episode. These are invaluable educational tools that coincide with each podcast episode. As a Jazz Piano Skills member, you also have access to the Sequential Jazz Piano Curriculum. Now, this is a curriculum that is loaded with comprehensive courses using a self-paced format, educational talks, interactive media, video demonstrations, play-alongs in all 12 keys, and more. So be sure to check it out. You also have, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have a reserved seat each and every week to the online weekly masterclass that I host, which, in essence, these masterclasses uh, are are a one-hour online lesson with me each and every week. And again, you have a reserved seat. As a Jazz Piano Skills member, you also have access to the private Jazz Piano Skills community. And this is a community that hosts a variety of engaging forums, podcast-specific forums and course-specific forums. And, of course, general Jazz Piano forums as well. So you can enjoy those the community as much as you like. And last but certainly not least, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have unlimited private, personal, and professional educational support support with me whenever and as often as you need it. Again, I want to encourage you to visit jazzpianoskills.com to learn more about all of the educational opportunities and how to easily activate your membership. If you have any questions at all, please let me know. Reach out. I'm always happy to spend time with you and help you in any way that I can. I also want to remind everyone, whether you're a Jazz Piano Skills member or not, to check out the Jazz Piano Skills blog. Each and every week, I write down some additional insights and thoughts regarding the Jazz Piano Skill of the Week. 
And uh, you can find this blog, uh, the blog link, in the menu bar that runs across the top of the page at jazzpianoskillspodcast.com. Or you can simply scroll to the bottom of that page once you're there, and you will see an entire blog section. Again, I take some time at the end of each week to jot down my final thoughts about the jazz piano skill explored in the weekly podcast, and hopefully, in addition to that, provide you with some uh, words of encouragement and inspiration as well. So be sure to check out my blog. Let me know what you think. And as always, your feedback is very much welcomed and appreciated. Okay, let's discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Let's discover, learn, and play traditional locked hands voicings for the half-diminished sound. So the last three weeks, we have explored locked hands for the minor sound, locked hands for the dominant sound, locked hands for the major sound. And in each one of those podcast episodes, I took time to, to kind of give you an outline or a definition, presentation, an overview of what the jazz world is referring to when discussing locked hands. And instead of doing that this week, because you could, I've already done it three times, right? So instead of doing that this week, what I thought we would do, it would be fun, is I want to play a little recording of Milt Buckner's uh, locked hand, playing locked hands. And this is actually from Milt Buckner's 1968 album called Locked Hands. The tune we're going to listen to is the old big band classic called Jersey Bounce, right? Recorded by uh, Benny Goodman, Glenn Miller, you name it, right? It's a big band hit. And this is Milt Buckner playing that tune using locked hands. So the melody of the tune is played in octaves split between the right hand and the left hand. And that octave, the inside of that octave is filled in with chord tones. It's a very, it's a very thick, it's a very dense, it's a very lush sound, as you're about to hear. So Milt Buckner is considered to be the originator of this technique of the locked hands. In fact, George Shearing, who is often uh, uh, mentioned as the primary um, example of locked hands playing, George Shearing himself points to Milt Buckner as the originator of the sound. So I thought we'd take just a few minutes right now and listen to Milt Buckner perform Jersey Bounce using locked hands so we can get that sound in our head, in our ears, right? And this is what we've been working so hard on the past three weeks with the uh, minor locked hands, the dominant locked hands, and the major locked hands. And again today with the half-diminished locked hands. So let's just kind of listen where we're heading and what our uh, our goal is here with studying locked hands. So here's Milt Buckner performing Jersey Bounce. Here we go. Thank you. 
Wow. Now, if that doesn't motivate you to study and to practice locked hands, I don't know what will, right? It's a great sound, and I mentioned it in the previous podcast, that it's a technique that is used by just about every single jazz pianist on planet Earth. And if you noticed, Milt Buckner not only played the melody, you're the head of Jersey Bounce using locked hands. He soloed. His entire solo was played using locked hands. Very impressive. So hopefully, by taking a few minutes and listening to Milt Buckner, the originator of the locked hands technique, the locked hand style, hopefully that has now inspired you to dig in a little deeper and study these locked hands voicings for minor, dominant, major, today half diminished, and next week diminished. So the agenda for today, the educational agenda for today is as follows. Number one, I am going to present seven locked hands voicings, one for each note of the half diminished scale, the Locrian mode. Number two, I am going to present 10 exercises that focus on compact scale and arpeggio motion to minimize linear movement. And you are very familiar with these exercises because of the exact same 10 exercises that we used when studying the minor locked hands, the dominant locked hands, and the major locked hands. Number three, I am going to present one exercise that spans the entire scale the Locrian mode from the root to the seventh of the sound, and one exercise that plays the entire scale, the Locrian mode, as an arpeggio spanning from the root to the 13th of the sound. All in all, I will be presenting a total of 12 exercises today. Number four, I will be constructing all the voicings today, of course, using the traditional locked hands approach. And finally, number five, I will be playing all demonstrations today, all exercises using a tempo of 120. And as always, I highly recommend using slower tempos. I say this every week, slower tempos, 60, 70, 80, whenever you begin to physically explore any, any new jazz piano skill. This jazz piano skills lesson today as were the last three podcast episode lessons dealing with harmonizing the minor, dominant, and major sounds using scales and arpeggio motion, locked hands. Today's lesson is biggie. It's a huge lesson. It's dealing with the half-diminished sound, which is quite often neglected. It will forever change how you think about scales and arpeggios, half-diminished scales and arpeggios, and it will forever change how you play them. It will dramatically change your jazz piano sound. If you are a jazz piano skills member, take a few minutes right now to download and print the jazz piano skills podcast packets, the illustrations and the lead sheets. As a member, you have access to all of the podcast packets and you should absolutely without question be using them when listening to this podcast episode, this podcast lesson. And of course, you should be using them when practicing. If you're listening to this podcast on any of the popular podcast directories, such as Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, 
on and on and on, then be sure to go to jazzpianoskillspodcast.com to download the podcast package. You will find the active links, the download links in the show notes. And one final but extremely important note that I include in every podcast episode. This is huge. If you are thinking that the traditional locked hands, the half-diminished voicings that we are about to discover, learn, and play is in some way, or even if you think it is all the way, over your head, then I say, so what? Big deal. Who cares, right? Listen. Continue to listen. Continue to grow your jazz piano skills intellectually by listening to this podcast episode lesson. And the fact is this, all jazz piano skills are over our heads when first introduced. And that is precisely why the most important step, the very first step that we need to take to improve our jazz piano playing is to listen, listen, to the presentation of skills that are over our head. In doing so, we improve our musicianship. It's just that simple. All musical growth, all musical growth begins upstairs mentally, conceptually, before it can come out downstairs physically in your hands. So as I always say, listen to this podcast lesson now to discover and learn. The play will come in time. I guarantee it. It always does. Okay, so I've already mentioned that I'm going to use the Locrian mode. We're going to use the C Locrian mode. So everything's going to be based on C half diminished today. So that scale or that mode is C, D flat, E flat, F, G flat, A flat, and B flat. So I'm going to harmonize that scale, that mode, each note, the seven notes of that scale or that mode, using locked hands. Each note is being treated as the melody note. So we start with the note C. We play the note C using an octave, right? Little finger in the right hand C, thumb in the left hand C, an octave lower. I'm going to fill in the rest of that half diminished sound in the right hand with the notes E flat, G flat, and B flat. So when I play that together, it sounds like this. So it's like a C half diminished seven in first inversion with the top note, the melody note C, being doubled one octave below with the left hand. Again, it sounds like this. Nice. Classic locked hand sound. Now, the next note of the mode of the scale is the note D flat. So to harmonize that using locked hands, I'm going to keep everything the same except the melody note. We're going to move the C in my left hand. I'm going to move it up to D flat. And the little finger right hand C, I'm going to move up to D flat. The inside of the locked hand voicing remains the same. The E flat, the G flat, and the B flat. So it sounds like this. So those two notes side by side sound like that. So I'm going to start off with this two-note pair, this two-note grouping, and I'm going to explore both of those shapes. 
I'm going to get comfortable with them first, just going back and forth from one shape to the next shape, from one sound to the next sound, right? Then I'm going to begin exploring various rhythmic ideas with those two locked hands. And in doing so, hopefully discover some nice melodic motifs. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's drop this two-note grouping, This two, these two locked hands. Let's drop them into a musical context, into a musical setting, see how they sound, and see what we come up with. All right? So here we go. Let's check it out. Very nice. You know, if you're unfamiliar with the half-diminished sound, you won't be by the end of this podcast lesson. And not only will you not be unfamiliar with it any longer, you will actually begin to fall in love with the half-diminished sound. It is a great sound. And I'm always baffled why so many jazz students tend to neglect or want to ignore it. It's a great sound, and it's a sound that's laced through all of jazz literature. So the second two-note grouping, we're going to start with the third, which is the E-flat of the scale of the mode. So again, we're going to place that E-flat, that melody note, we're going to play it as an octave between our two hands. So I have E-flat in my little finger in my right hand, and I have E-flat in my thumb in my left hand, an octave apart. The inside of the locked hand is going to consist of the notes G-flat, B-flat, and D-flat. So it sounds like this. It's beautiful. Now, you could play G flat, B flat, C, E flat. But as I mentioned in the previous podcast episodes, I personally like to substitute that root with the ninth. So I take that C out and I play the D flat. And the other reason I do that is because now when I move to the fourth of the scale of the mode, the note F, everything inside the locked hand stays the same. The melody note is the only change. So my E flat in the left hand, my E flat in the right hand, move up to the note F. Beautiful sound. So those two locked hands side by side with E flat and F serving as the melody sound like this. Let's bring the ensemble in. Let's drop these two locked hand shapes 
with E flat and F serving as our melody. Let's drop it into a musical context, into a musical setting, and see what we think. And again, we're going to get used to both shapes first, then begin adding some rhythmic vocabulary to discover some nice melodic motifs. So let's check it out, see what we think, then we'll talk about it. Here we go. Absolutely love it. What a great sound. Okay, so now the next two note grouping, we're going to utilize the fifth and the sixth degree of the scale of the mode. So we're going to utilize the note A flat and, uh, I'm sorry, G flat and A flat. So G flat is our fifth. We're going to double that melody in octaves between both hands. G flat and my little finger in the right hand. G flat and my thumb in the left hand. And I'm going to fill in the uh, locked hands. I'm going to fill in with the right hand with the note B flat, D flat, and E flat. B flat, D flat, and E flat. So now when I play that together, it sounds like this. Classic locked hands. And again, to move to the six or to the A flat, serving as the melody, the note uh, A flat, everything is going to stay the same within the within the locked hands except for the change of the melody note. So my G flat in the left hand, my G flat in the right hand, move up to the note A flat. There it is. So I have A flat, B flat, D flat, E flat, and A flat. So those two sounds, those two locked hand shapes side by side sound like this. Again, the only change is the melody note itself. The inside notes of the locked hands remain the same. So once again, let's bring the ensemble in. Let's drop these two locked hands together uh, into a musical context. Again, I'm going to just get used to the shapes first, moving back and forth, then begin to add some rhythmic vocabulary to discover some nice melodic motifs. So here we go. Let's check it out and see what we think.
So, so far we've, we have literally used locked hands to harmonize the root, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth note of the half diminished sound of the Locrian mode. Only one note left, and that's the seventh, the B flat. And we're going to group that, pair that up with the six. So we're going to use our voicing for our six again, our A flat. And we're going to have B flat, D flat, and E flat in between our octaves, our octave. And then we go to the seventh, B flat, and we fill it in with C, E flat, and G flat. So we have a straight up in the right hand, a C half diminished seven, C, E flat, G flat, B flat. With the top note, B flat, the seventh doubled an octave lower in the left hand. And it sounds like this. So those two locked hands side by side, A flat is the melody, B flat is the melody. Nice. So once again, let's bring the ensemble in, drop these two locked hands uh, voicings into a musical context. Use some rhythmic vocabulary to discover some melodic motifs and have a little fun. Keeping it simple, but getting used to these shapes and these sounds. So here we go. Let's check it out and see what we think. We have now taken the entire half diminished scale, the half diminished mode, Locrian mode, and we have harmonized it using a traditional locked hands approach. That scale sounds like this. wanted you to hear that. We're going to do a scale exercise toward the end of the podcast, but I just wanted you to hear all of those notes of the mode, the seven notes, harmonized using locked hands. Sounds gorgeous. Okay, so as we did with the previous podcast, the previous three podcast episodes exploring the minor locked hands, the dominant locked hands, and the major locked hands, we started off using two note groupings. And now we want to move to three-note groupings. And the reason we do three-note groupings is because now we have included the two types of melodic motion that exist in music, scale motion and arpeggio motion. 
So the first three notes is going to be the C, D flat, E flat. So we have scale motion, C, D flat, E flat. We also have arpeggio motion from C to E flat and back, right? So when I put the locked hands, I harmonize those three notes using locked hands. Nice scale motion and nice arpeggio motion. So now I want to use those three that three note grouping to explore the locked hand voicings and to do so using rhythmic variation to discover some melodic motifs. So this should be fun. We're going to keep it simple but have fun with these three note groupings. So here we go. Let's check it out then we can talk about it. Here we go. fun. Such a great way to explore these shapes, these sounds, these traditional locked hands voicings. Such a great way to snap the sound apart into little three-note groupings. And that's what we're going to do. We're snapping it, these little three-note groupings to sound apart in these three-note groupings from the root all the way through the 13th. So now we're going to use E-flat, F, and G-flat, our third up to our fifth. That three-note grouping sounds like this. Scale motion. Up and down. And arpeggio motion from the E-flat to the G-flat. Nice. So let's bring the ensemble back in. Let's have some fun with these three notes, E-flat, F, and G-flat, the third, fourth, and the fifth, using traditional locked hands going to have some fun with adding some rhythmic variation to discover some nice melodic motifs, some nice melodic ideas. So here we go. Let's check it out and see what we think.
I tell you, isn't the half diminished sound gorgeous? It's beautiful. So now our next three note grouping is going to utilize the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh of the sound. So G flat, A flat, B flat. Those three notes played using traditional locked hands sound like this. And back down, that's all scale motion. And now arpeggio motion from the G flat to the B flat. So, as we have been doing, we're going to drop these three locked hand voicings into a musical setting, into a musical context, explore them rhythmically to discover some nice melodic ideas, some nice melodic motifs. I'm not going to try to do anything fancy. I'm going to try to keep it simple and be as musical as possible. So, bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out. Here we go. So we have done the root to the third, three note groupings, third to the fifth, three note grouping, fifth to the seventh, three note grouping. Now we're going to go from the seventh to the ninth. So it's going to be B flat, C, and D flat. So our seventh, our root, our nine. Scale motion, and then arpeggio motion. So, just as we have been doing, we're going to continue with the same protocol, right? We're going to drop these three locked hands voicings into a musical context, have some fun with them rhythmically, and see what we come up with melodically. How nice. So here we go. Let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out and have a little fun.
now we are moving into the upper extensions of the sound, right? We got the ninth, going to the third, going to the eleventh. So our next three note grouping, D flat, E flat, F. All voiced using traditional locked hands, right? Scale motion from the ninth to the third to the fourth or to the eleventh, I should say, and back down. And then arpeggio motion from the ninth to the eleventh. Nice sound. So let's bring the ensemble back in. Let's have some fun with these locked hand voicings, including the ninth and the third and the eleventh. Change up uh, our rhythmic ideas, explore some rhythmic vocabulary to discover some melodic ideas, just as we've been doing. Keep it simple, keep it musical. So here we go. Let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out and have a little fun. Here we go. down to our last three note grouping which is going to include the 11th the note f going to the fifth g flat going to the 13th a flat all voiced using traditional locked hands again the fourth the fifth and the 13th and we have nice arpeggio scale motion we have nice arpeggio motion from the 11th to the 13th Again, really beautiful sound. I love these locked hands. Very lush. So let's bring the ensemble back in. Let's listen to these three locked hand voicings, including the 11th, the 5th, and the, and the 13th, and see what we can do with them rhythmically and melodically. Let's have some fun. Keep it simple, right? Be musical. So here we go. Let's check it out and see what we think.
we have explored the half-diminished sound using the Locrian mode. We have explored it from the root to the seventh using two-note groupings. And we have explored it from the root to the thirteenth using three-note groupings. Very methodical, right? Very thorough, very effective, and very efficient a practice approach to get these shapes, these sounds, these traditional locked hands for the half-diminished sound in our ears and under our hands. Now we're at the point where we can actually play exercises that utilize the entire scale and utilize the entire arpeggio. The scale from the root to the seventh and the arpeggio from the root to the thirteenth. So the first thing I want to do is I want to attack the scale. So I want to play the C half diminished scale, the Locrian mode, from the root to the seventh using straight scale motion. I'm going to go straight up from the root to the seventh and back down using half notes, and then you're going to hear me convert it to quarter notes. So it's going to test my skills of how quickly I can move through each of the locked hand voicings from the root to the seventh, ascending and descending using scale motion. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go. Notice how I'm putting the scale and the arpeggio at the end, right? That we didn't start with trying to play the scale in its entirety from the root to the seventh using locked hands. We're not going to start with the arpeggio from the root to the thirteenth using locked hands. No, we're going we're gonna to work in little fragments, two-note fragments and three-note fragments to get used to the shapes and sounds first, then begin practicing the shapes and sounds using scale motion and using arpeggio motion. So now I want to do just that. I want to play arpeggio motion from the root through the 13th of the sound, right? So I'm going to go root, third, five, seven, nine, 11, 13, ascending and descending using traditional locked hand voicings for the half diminished sound. So let's bring the ensemble in. And let's see what this sounds like. Let's have a little fun. Here we go.
never fails, we always unpack a ton of information in each and every podcast episode and do so within an hour. And today, certainly no exception. Traditional half-diminished locked hands voicings, well, without a doubt, is an essential jazz piano skill that will require much thought, intense study, and of course, relentless practice. I want to encourage you to take time to do paper practice, to map out these voicings on paper, use the podcast packets, the illustrations, and the lead sheets that you have access to to guide you. The illustrations include a paper practice template that you can use for mapping out the harmonization of all 12 half-diminished scales, Locrian modes. And as you have heard me say over and over and over and over and over again, conceptual understanding determines your physical success, your physical development. So the time that you invest in studying and mapping out and doing paper practice for the traditional locked hands voicings is time very, very well spent. The return on your investment cannot be adequately expressed. I, it just cannot. Most of all, I want you to be patient. This is a big time jazz piano skill that will take time to digest both mentally and physically. So structure your physical practice after the plain demonstrations that I modeled for you today in this podcast episode. And you will begin to see, you will begin to feel, you will begin to hear your musical progress. I guarantee it. Well, I hope you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring the traditional locked hands voicings for the half-diminished sound to be insightful. And of course, I hope you have found it to be very beneficial. Don't forget, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills member, I will see you online Thursday evening at the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass, 8 p.m. Central Time to discuss this podcast episode lesson exploring the traditional locked hands voicings for the half-diminished sound in greater detail and to answer any questions that you may have about the study of jazz in general. Again, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, be sure to use the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs for this podcast episode and for all of the podcast episodes And also, be sure to use the Jazz Piano Skills courses to maximize your musical growth. Likewise, make sure you are an active participant in the Jazz Piano Skills community. Get involved, contribute to the various forums, and make some new Jazz Piano friends. As always, you can reach me by phone, 972-380-8050. My office extension is 211 by email, Dr. Lawrence, Dr. Lawrence at jazzpianoskills.com, or by SpeakPipe, found throughout the Jazz Piano Skills website. Well, there is my cue. That's it for now. And until next week, enjoy the traditional half diminished locked hands voicings. Enjoy the journey. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.